This past Tuesday was dress down day at St. James School. So one student was particularly surprised when I showed up to class in a black suit. Why are you so dressed up today? She asked. I shared with her that Mother Kate and I had a meeting with the bishop that afternoon. Oh, she said, so it's an important day for you. I suppose it is, I replied. As I was packing up at the end of class, she came over and said, here you go, Father John, and presented me with a beautifully decorated card that said, good luck today. This truly is a community where we care about each other. And it's also a community where we can laugh. In the next class, we were going around the room taking turns praying, and one student shared something for which he was looking forward to, an upcoming space mission in which we will try to grow plants on Mars, because that might mean we could start turning the air that is rich in carbon dioxide into oxygen, and perhaps maybe even live on Mars one day. Do you think that's something that will happen in our lifetimes, I asked. A student replied, well, Father John, maybe in our lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we laughed for a good 15 seconds or so, as we should have. I had temporarily forgotten the 30-year age difference between the students and myself. It was one of the more side-splittingly hilarious ways to be reminded of a truth that on a good day, I managed to block out entirely. Memento mori. Remember that we must die. This is top of mind for Moses and our first reading this morning. For the last two chapters in Deuteronomy, 120-year-old Moses has been giving his final address to a weary group of wanderers, a group that will soon enter into the promised land. Moses, through the laying on of hands, will soon appoint Joshua as his successor, and the Torah will be handed over to the priests, and Moses will ascend Mount Nebo, where the Lord will say to him, this is the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I show it to your eyes, but you shall not go in there. The next verse continues. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab. If you've ever been with someone at the time of their death, you know the tenderness of that moment. It's a time of raw emotion, looking back on all the moments that have defined your relationship. It's a time when we reiterate all of the things we've said so many times, like, I love you. But this time we say those familiar words with a particular gravity almost as if we're attempting to permanently imprint those words into the fabric of time. We might even say that we're sorry, too. 
memorializing our contriteness and hoping that the person applies the balm of forgiveness onto our hearts one last time. And then comes that moment where bestowed upon us are those final nuggets of wisdom and those last requests as that person shares those things which they wish they had figured out earlier in life and a passing on of those tasks that the person feels they didn't get to accomplish in their lifetime. This is exactly what Moses has been doing. In this final address of his, he tenderly remembers all the way that God has said, I love you. You saw all the Lord did before you in the land of Egypt. God led you 40 years in the desert. Your clothes did not grow old on you, and your sandals did not wear out on your feet. Or in other words, God in his steadfast love was with you this whole time in your captivity, in your wandering, and soon in your joy. Despite this unconditional love, Moses knows that both he and the people of Israel were not always perfect. And so he offers words of forgiveness to the assembly gathered, perhaps even words he needed to hear one last time as well. Return to the Lord your God and obey his voice with your whole heart and with your whole soul, and the Lord will heal your sins and have mercy on you. I love those words. The Lord will heal your sins, not just forgive them. Enter today's passage where we hear those final nuggets of wisdom and that last request to continue Moses' unfinished work. Those final nuggets of wisdom. Love the Lord your God. Walk in his ways and observe his commandments. The order of those decrees is no mistake. When our lives are rooted in a love of God, our hearts swell with gratitude over all the riches we have been given, and it becomes almost inevitable that as our cups runneth over, we share those excesses with others, thereby walking in God's ways, providing for our fellow sojourners during our earthly wanderings. The commandments exist then as a check engine light of sorts, serving as a warning sign that our hearts have become ungrateful, an indicator that we have confused bounty with scarcity, concentrating on what we do not have instead of what we do have. They are a sacred code which helps to reorient our hearts to the God of abundance and the Lord of life in times when our hubris declares what is best for us. Having shared his final words of wisdom, Moses concludes with a plea. 
leaving us his own summary of the law. I have set before you life and death. Choose life. As his finitude becomes an all too concrete reality, in his final moments before he climbs Mount Nebo, he looks back on his own life and realizes that through every personal interaction, with every pivotal moment, and in every juncture of life, we have but two choices to make them life-giving experiences or to make them life-draining experiences, to advance the kingdom or to take it two steps back. Memento mori? No, Moses says. Memento vivere. Remember, we must live.